Hi, this is Ramita Julian. Welcome to Alpha and Omega podcast, where you will get to view the reality through the lens of Catholic faith and truth, while always being aware that Jesus is the beginning and the end of life. Creator Spiritus, mentes tuorum visita, impleso per na gratia, que tu creasti pectora. Hi all, happy new year. May this year be blessed and holier. Than the previous year. May you be filled with love and joy of our Lord Jesus Christ. A new year brings lots of new enthusiasm in everyone to make this year better than the previous one. Hence, we make new resolutions too. This desire of ours to change ourselves. To be a better version of ourselves is so innate in us, but change happens only when we make small changes to some of our routines and priorities, isn't it? I recently came across a chapter from Introduction to Devote Life book written by Saint Francis de Sales. It seems it's the only spiritual classic written for laity. Now the heading of the chapter I read caught my attention. It is purification from affections to sin, and it's a small chapter, so I've read it. As I read, I found something very interesting and important too. So I thought I will share with you all. Saint Francis says, though a person does not Outwardly commit a sin, he still has affection to sin, and this affection to sin he gives an example and describes as below. Quote, All the children of Israel actually departed from Egypt, but they did not all depart heartily. Therefore, in the desert, some of them regretted the flesh, the melons. The leeks and the onions of Egypt, and so some penitents, though they forsake sin outwardly, do not forsake the love of sin. That is to say, they resolve to sin no more, but it is with reluctance that they abstain from the delights of sin. These penitents, for a while, refrain from sin, but reluctantly they have still. All the taste for forbidden gratification, and count those happy who enjoy it. Thus, a man who is bent on revenge will change his mind while he is in confession, but directly after he will find the satisfaction in discussing the subject of his dispute among his friends, saying that but for fear of God, he would do so and so. That it is hard to forgive, would he might lawfully seek revenge and so forth. 
end quote. Therefore, he says, even though we might not commit that sin, we still like what the sin produces in us, the delights of it and the pleasures of it. So, he says, these persons are in great danger of relapse and also this kind of affections will weigh down the soul. I felt most of us will be in this grey area of not outwardly committing a sin but inside the heart struggling with these areas. So I can give an example of one of the deadly sins, sloth, which struck immediately when I read this chapter. Sloth is not just laziness but it is also fleeing away from God instead of trying to go near as God appears so far off. For example, when I get time, ideally we have to make time for God, but when I get time in a day, after I finish all my works and duties, and if I still did not finish prayer on the day, instead of going to God, I would open my phone, check my WhatsApp messages, Insta, YouTube, Gmail, whatnot. This consumes so much time, isn't it? Even if all these are let's uh, you know used for spiritual purposes, let us say if we I used all the above social media for spiritual purposes, still that doesn't mean my personal time with God in prayer. I used to wonder why I find this so tough to do on regular basis. Then after reading this, I realized that I am still attached to this sin of sloth. So this affection for this sin reminds me of how nice it will be if I relax and watch something instead of praying or doing good works. So this affection makes me more likely that I waste all my time and if done continuously every single day, this puts me in danger of committing one of the deadly sins sloth. So this a particular example came to my mind when I read and I actually found this awesome to figure out what's happening inside. Yes, theoretically I know sloth is sin, but in practicality the affection to the sin is what you know might be pulling me there and this affection still holds me with these chains. Now this, if you see, can be applied to all sins. And every person struggles with a different primary sin. It will be a wonderful start to this new year if we can spend time in prayer and reflect and see what is our primary affection to sin, which is still having hold on us majorly, the major affection to sin that you are struggling with. Most of the time we know our primary vices. So you can ask me, Ramita, yes, I found out what majorly attached to and what is my major affection to sin. Now what should I do? Now what? Do not worry, St. Francis D. Sales has the answer to this as well. Thanks be to God. He interestingly points out that a feeble contrition has a feeble change in a person interiorly. So outside you still don't want to sin, but it has very less effect on your heart. But a deep contrition gives deep repentance which moves the heart with the help of God's grace, the strength to fight. Therefore, he says in his words, enlarge your contrition and repentance. And he suggests this kind of 
increasing your contrition and repentance and deepening it happens when we meditate. Now this is not the worldly meditation of breathing, but pondering and meditating on God's words. He lists some few exercises after this chapter, but I think the essence of what St. Francis is trying to tell is to deepen the contrition and repentance through meditation, so that your mind and soul is rooted with this truth. So for example, if you have an affection for the sin of anger, I think meditating on God's word or, or saint's teachings on anger will make you ponder on how gentle and forgiving God is. And St. Francis says only deep contrition can change your heart. Thus a deep penetration of what God is in this particular area you are struggling with will be your help to come out of that. So I believe that this deep penetration in our heart will happen only if we meditate and ponder on God's words. So pondering, recollecting, reflecting and most importantly praying with God to purify these affections will help you to purify yourself from these affections. So we do our best by feeding our mind the right information which is most needed to us. So our mind needs a recollection point. So our mind works very strangely. So we need something to refer every day. So we need a daily recollection. Hence your prayer time which includes meditation on those affections should be done every day. So this needs a change in your routine to spend some amount of time in prayer. I found this awesome to know that what I am struggling with is affection to sin. St. Francis also gave a wonderful suggestion how to counteract. I really hope you will get time to pray, sit with God and you will be able to identify your primary affection to sin. I hope this sharing is helpful for you to make new resolutions and changes in your routine. Do subscribe and share with your friends and family as well. God bless. Until next time, may the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May all glory and honor belong to God. Mother Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Amen.